Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Post-Match Reaction to the Bledisloe Cup 3, obviously between the Wallabies and the All Blacks um, hosted over there in Perth, a place where the All Blacks lost last time out there over there uh, as they picked up a red card to Scott Barrett. This time we had another red card to Barrett, um, but um, not Scott. It was a different one um, that picked up the red card this time. And also because we are playing the experimental law of the 20-minute red card, it wasn't a man missing for the whole of the second half like there was last time. He got replaced after 20 minutes. And the All Blacks um, weathered that time um, extremely well. As you can see in the ticker along the bottom, the score finished 21 to 38 um, with the All Blacks winning this one comfortably. Um, early on, you've got to say, uh, there was uh, a, a couple of um, early breaks um, that uh, looked like uh, uh, the uh, the Wallabies went, well, the Wallabies went close. Um, unfortunately for them, um, Karevi was well offside when he picked up that ball um, for the break. Uh, uh, you can't reach backwards to pick up the ball uh, at a ruck. Now, I know someone was sent into it, but he had his hand on the ball the whole time. Well, if he did, uh, then that's hands in the ruck, in which case uh, it's a penalty for that. Instead, it's one. So either way, um, what uh, that, that was the correct decision in the end. Um, as uh, Corabetti went all the way to put the ball down on the line. And that uh, gave us an idea as to what kind of rugby we were going to have um, with um, lots of uh, running in this one. Um, with the yeah, 651 metres to Australia, 532 to the All Blacks. There was plenty of rugby played. Um, now, there are also plenty of kicks, 27 kicks to 36. Um, but um, it's a style of how you kick uh, and what you do with it um, afterwards that... Uh, that is important. Um, the uh, uh, the the All Blacks tried going to the corner early on, and it didn't work. Um, so they did the right thing and started taking threes um, to um, to build up a uh, a bit of a lead. Um, Ardi Surveyor um, having a uh, uh, a really good game playing out there on the right wing, showing you the sort of skills that we saw uh, from him as a sevens player 
that ability to run in space um, and uh, get the um, ball away. Um, that uh, is a, um, I say, is it, starting to grow into that role. Uh, and also the All Blacks getting the using him in the best way. The way you use him compared to the way you use Smarts Frizzell is very different. Uh, if you want to get the best out of them. Uh, so, yeah, very, very well played there. And getting the balance of that back row now uh, is, is starting to, um, to to gel. And uh, uh, after 40 minutes, look, um, the Wallabies, basically up to that point, uh, two things were killing them, turnovers and discipline. At half time, the Wallabies had already given up 10 penalties to just to, um, to six from um, the All Blacks. Um, it got a lot better in the second half. Uh, end up being where they only gave up 12 penalties, sorry, two penalties in the second half, 12 in total um, compared to 10. So four from the All Blacks in that second half. But those penalties in that first half, along with turnovers, they just were trying to force the ball from the beginning. In the second half, that would lead to um, interception tries. Um, in the um, first half, though, uh, be a bit, uh, uh, a, bit, a bit different to that. Um, and um, the, uh, the, there weren't interception tries, but they were still turning the ball over. Uh, that led to the, the, the first try where a uh, turnover ball, Bowden Barrett grubbers it through. Will Jordan, showing his pace, gets through there, picks it up and immediately passes it on to Weber, who's also quick as, uh, and who gave that to Geordie, uh, who had enough pace to go over and score. And suddenly it's 13-0 after 18 minutes. Now, one of the tweets I put out at that point is that this all-black side, is a lot of it is about pace. We saw that also in those first couple of minutes where the person who was tackling Corribetti at the back there was Bowden Barrett. One of the things that we that you don't talk about him much um, we're talking about is, is it, should he be the right turn or not, is his defensive work and the, the fact that the amount of um, chasing back he does and scramble defence. And that's what the All Blacks did a lot in this one. Um, if you think that uh, clean breaks, seven by Australia, eight by uh, New Zealand, um, and yet uh, the, uh, the, the try count was three to six. So similar number of clean breaks, but nowhere near the same number of, um, of, of tries in that one. Um, good evening to uh, Simon, who's joining us on the uh, live chat. Remember, these post-match reaction shows come out straight after the final whistle um, of the games. We'll be doing it for all of the rugby championship games um, going forward. So do um, keep it uh, right here um, for um, those ones. Um, the um, uh, the uh, yeah, we're going to get on to the red card in a second, boys. Um, because we're not uh, not quite up to there yet. Um, the a lot of say had another day which uh, he'll want to forget. Uh, kicking in, in front of sticks was was poor. Um, and then again, so was uh, Bowden Barrett and uh, Dan McKenzie. Dan McKenzie missed two um, towards um, the end. Thirty-eight percent kicking percent uh, success rate for the All Blacks. Um, really um, poor one on uh, that one. Then let's get to the red card. Then so what happened? Uh, there was a kick that was fielded by Jordy Barrett. He uh, he jumped up to collect the ball, raising his knee in front of him as uh, they're taught to do to protect themselves. Uh, then to balance himself, he sticks his leg out and that raises the studs in the air and they uh, catch Karevi in the face. Now, um, a lot of people saying, look, there was no intent. He wasn't looking. Uh, he didn't look at Karevi. And yes, very different to, to something that happened in Super Rugby uh, a couple of years ago where the player actually kicked out. This one, he is doing it to balance himself. Yes, there isn't intent to put the studs in someone's face, but he does show his studs. And you've got to keep the studs looking straight down um, at the ground at all times. If you raise the studs, it's reckless. If it catches someone in the face, 
then intent is not part of the lettering, it's not part of the law, so intent doesn't matter. You have put your foot in someone's face and it's a red card all day long. Um, a lot of people, yeah, we're talking about, look, he wasn't, uh, it wasn't intentional, it was an accident, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it was, but you can't lift your stuff. You've got to keep your studs facing down at the ground uh, and uh, that's why uh, it ended up being a, uh, a, a red card. Um, will he get a big ban? No, he's not going to get the six weeks that um, the other guy got. Um, but um, the uh, so yes, it's uh, but but he, but he will get some sort of ban. Um, LB says um, in the live chat that his knee was already out. He didn't need to put the boot out. I think it was a balancing thing for the boot um, to stop himself, stop himself from um, uh, from from spinning. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, he got unlucky that there was someone there. I don't think it was intentionally. To, to, to fend off anybody um, on um, that one. Um, the uh, so yeah so it's uh, so, so that's um, was that now the uh, Wallabies were unable to take advantage of being a man up and uh, gave up a, uh, a lineup more try on half time. Havili getting involved in the mall and stealing uh, a forward try there. Uh, I think he'll be fined with a few beers afterwards for doing that, but. Um, the uh, so for that one um, we will um, uh, so so that led to an eighteen nil lead at half time uh, and look the um, after the, after that sort of after about the first three or four minutes when the when the Wallabies didn't score uh, it was all All Blacks really in that first half um, even though the uh, Wallabies had more of the territory in possession you did they never felt like actually um, uh, scoring um, and um, the uh, uh, yeah, and you've got to say that, uh, that yeah, the, the, the All Blacks from there never really um, looked um, like um, looked like losing this game. The All Blacks lost a couple of players. They lost Ardy and um, Ardy Sever and Cody Taylor um, to HIAs. Uh, so um, uh, on that one, uh, and uh, I say they survived that uh, twenty-minute period where they were down to fourteen men, winning it five-nil. Um, as soon as uh, DMAC comes on, and that's when the uh, Wallabies get their first try. Um, McDermott makes a great break, um, and they show good ball retention uh, to um, uh, to go over and score with the hooker there. Uh, McDermott had a great game, um, a real find for the Wallabies this year. Uh, here is is his uh, uh, ability um, to break uh, and to keep um, defence guessing and honest around that ruck. Um, and uh, the uh, at that point, well, Turner Wright says, "Yeah, Wallabies' problem is to take way too long to get their game going." Well. You can argue with that uh, Corabetti putting the ball down on the line in the first minute. Uh, they actually um, got their game going straight away. The problem was that um, they uh, just couldn't um, uh, keep it uh, uh, keep it going. Although they could, that wasn't the score, and then they couldn't keep it. Going. Once they were behind, they're always chasing the game too much through this. They were just forcing that pass. Um, but in the second half, they cleaned up their discipline. As I mentioned, only two penalties conceded by the Wallabies in that second half. Um, which meant the second half, what they scored, that uh, they actually won the second half 21 uh, to 20. Uh, a much um, closer, uh, obviously a very much cl a very close game in that second half, but the All Blacks already had the uh, a, 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 well, a three-score lead, had the uh, Wallabies at uh, uh, holding them at, um, at arm's length, and it, they never looked like coming back to actually win the game because as soon as that, as soon as that uh, try well, he's going to score. The All Blacks come back and score um, with uh, Jordan walking over in the corner after Kiriwani uh, doing some real good work out wide there. 
as as Antonio says, looking a real threat out wide. He is, as I say, using that uh, sevens skills that he has uh, and his ability to run him loose is very uh, is uh, is using him the right way. And for too long, they've tried to use him up the middle. Um, yes, he's a big, uh, powerful runner, but if you get him out wide, that pace the pace he's got, uh, and yet smaller guys, he really does um, does take advantage of that. The um, uh, the uh, we, we DMAC went over to score, but he knew already that he knocked it on into uh, a Bowden Barrett and show, and therefore uh, with that, that one got uh, got called back. But that one just led, we, we just saw then was uh, just those turnovers and interceptions were just killing um, the uh, Wallabies as they tried to push and push more. Look, we had a similar number of um, offloads by the teams 13 by the uh, by the uh, by the Wallabies. 12 by the All Blacks. Now, the um, uh, the difference uh, was um, that the Wallabies would make a break, get through, there'd still be All Blacks in that backfield, and they'd try and offload, and then All Black would pick it up. When the All Blacks did it, it was when they generally hadn't broken the line, but they'd at the line um, and offloaded. So there were no Wallabies, no defenders in that backfield, um, and therefore the, uh, the ball... Um, the uh, what so, so therefore the ball was clean through an all black with no no uh, one of these hands there and that was the difference about making that choice as to when you uh, make those offloads was big. Now the stats say fourteen to twelve on the um, on the turnovers uh, um, conceded to so slightly more by, by Australia, but the All Blacks just are so much more dangerous when they get that um, get that turnover. Uh, look, I mean Havili uh, had an interception try. TJ um, also. Um, uh, made uh, uh, made an interception um, as well. Uh, he then uh, uh, put a crossfield kick in for Bridge to score. So two of those tries came from interceptions, uh, and there's been at least an, one interception try every game of this Bledisloe Cup series. The Wallabies just trying to force those passes too much. Um, and we saw, are you getting locks doing missed passes or passing a, a, across three defenders before there's, before there's a Wallaby? Uh, they just don't have the skill set in the forwards to do that. Uh, the um, you've uh, you, 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 they want to play that passing game, they want to play that all, all court game. Uh, some of those forwards just just don't have the skill set currently um, to pull uh, that off, unfortunately. And that's what we're seeing is these interceptions um, coming from that. Um, the uh, I we had that Banks score at the end. Look, he's taken. He's had some. Um, uh, uh, negative uh, criticism about uh, or some criticism about his play, but he went over under the post, carrying three players with him. There uh, was playing right to the end. You can't um, fault the effort um, of this uh, Wallabies team. They're wanting to play for Rennie. Um, you just got a question. Uh, perhaps are they? Uh, well, they are trying to play too much rugby uh, at times, and the wrong players are perhaps trying to play too much rugby, which I think is causing them um, these uh, these issues. So um, the obviously we had those three players missing from uh, the the All Blacks um, in uh, Sam Whitelock. I mean, Scott Barrett stepped up and played a very good game. Um, Aaron Smith and Weber and TJ played good, but hey, replacing uh, Aaron Smith is just uh, uh, it's just yeah, it's just it's just not possible. Um, and uh, Bowden Barrett in for Richard Mwanga. Look. Bowden Barrett has got to improve his goal kicking if he's going to be, be the replacement 10. He's better defensively on that chasing back uh, as, as part of a very pacey side. 
but Sir Richard Morgan's goal kicking is going to keep him in that number ten jersey, um, I believe. Uh, if they, uh, they they can't in, improve, if he doesn't improve on that. Uh, let's have a quick look at some some of the player stats. I mean, David Havili obviously picked up two tries, but again, um, it's the defensive work that he's been doing um, that's impressive. Twelve tackles. Uh, sure, he missed a couple, but twelve tackles um, by him is more than all of the uh, uh, forwards except for Scott Barrett, who made thirteen. Um, which um, is you've got to say. Uh, he's, 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 having a, he's doing an awful lot of work. Bowden Barrett, 11 tackles in there as well. He got he did a lot. Um, Bodie Italic with 11 as well. Both Bowden and um, Brody missing just the one tackle in there. Ethan Blackadder came on, got through a lot of workload as well um, after Hardy's fair went off before half time. I think it was. Uh, so he had a good period and, 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 and played very well. Over on the Australian side, well, look, Michael Hooper was the only person to make double digits tackles with 14. Uh, look, he is their world-class player, isn't he? Let's be honest. And when he went off uh, for that uh, blood injury, blood bins got stitches in the, in the head, uh, you could tell they needed le his leadership on there at that point to get them going in the right direction. There were just too many uh, bad decisions being made at, um, at, at, at that point. Um, on the attacking side of things, I see a lot of metres by Tom Banks, uh, but that was running back, the running ball back from, um, from kicks and same with... Uh, Karevi and Korobetti. Uh, Karevi, uh, yeah, didn't look like he'd been away. Had a really good game there um, in that one, uh, which was a cracking game um, from um, uh, from Karevi, who's come back. And look, it's going to be difficult now for Reddy as to what is his first choice um, centre combination. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting to see uh, how they uh, how they do that. And 21 runs by Karevi, massive workload on attack from him there uh, in that one. Um, uh, Rico Wani, look, looking at home on the uh, the wing there, isn't he? Uh, and uh, is so, yeah. Is he going to be a winger? Is he, or is he going to be, or is he going to insist on trying to play that thirteen jersey? We'll have to see um, going forward because, yeah, looking good and dangerous, uh, Rico out there on the uh, the left wing. Um, and uh, yeah, amazing enough, Bowden Barrett didn't actually run with the ball much at all. Uh, Nought meters made with four runs. It says on here. I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but yeah, he was much, much more a distributor and um, uh, and also getting back uh, with his work on defence rather than on attack in that one, which is a bit of a, a bit of a strange one. Look, Lolasio uh, and Banks, the, 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 it, it's it's those it's the technical, it's the basic skills, isn't it? Uh, that we've got to talk about these with the Wallabies. They've got to get their kicks right. Uh, they've got to get those passes right. Um, so that's my summary of the game. John is joining us. Um, after he's been watching the um, uh, the, uh, the post-match interviews. So, John, um, so I've run through the game and most of it already, but uh, just give us your overall, your overall thoughts of the game. Any sort of particular players you want to call out? Call out or commend? Well, you can, you can call them out in a good way or in a bad way. That's up to you. Akira Yuani, deserved man of the match. Yep. Um. All credit to him. He really seems to have turned it around on a number of levels. Attitude, dedication, training, fitness. And he's realizing the immense talent that he has. I felt some years ago that he was the more talented of the two brothers. But it appeared that attitude and entitlement was uh, holding him back. And tonight... 
What's also, the, way, the way the All Blacks are using him, putting him out in the wing, playing him in that kind of sevens role where he's got space to use his pace, use his power. Uh, yes, he's a powerful runner, but by putting him out wide where he can use that pace one-on-one um, -on -one, uh, against, against a smaller... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think they, they're, they're playing him to his strengths now rather than playing him up the middle, which wasn't to his strengths, and asking him to put work rates in around the ruck. That's not his strengths. His strengths are uh, that, that kind of seven-style play uh, that he can bring out wide, I think. Well, um, look, I agree with you that they don't play him down the middle, but they do play him in a channel. And so yes. when, the, when the rucks are on the right, so he was doing devastating runs on the right, when the ball, when the open side was on the right, but when the rucks were in that right-hand side of the field, his um, his defense was really good, and his if physical impact was very good in the tight when the rucks were on that channel that he's playing in. So all round, his skills everywhere were outstanding. You know, so tackling, covering, running with a ball, offloading. Uh, really everything that you would want uh, for a blindside flanker. And um, I just, I, I can't think off the top of my head whether he took any line-out ball. Um, that's just a, a thing, you know, if Savia is playing eight, um, who is going to give you your third line-out jumper? That's just your question, you know. So from that perspective, I'm not sure. So I did severe excellent. I thought Bowden Barrett uh, was... Brilliant in the way he handled the game. Um, he didn't have the same service that he would have got from Aaron Smith. Uh, he didn't have bad service because he had a dominant forward pack, but he didn't have the same crisp, crisp service that the sort of top, top of the tree that you would have from Aaron Smith. But he controlled the game, and there were tries that were created simply because of number one, his vision. Um, number two, because he takes the ball so flat. And number three, because of his skills. His ability, having taken the ball so flat with so little time, having already decided what he's going to do to be able to execute it. And the 
try by so it's, it's, bridge was it bridge no or by his brother by, we put um, the grubber in right yep so that, that's that so so that was yeah so it went through to will jordan he picked it up passed it to weber who gave it to um geordie barrett who scored next to the post yep yes so that is a brilliant he saw that space before he got the ball he took the ball flat took the ball flat drifting to his left and then put the grubber through with the inside of his left foot one of at least three kicks off his left foot that i can recall in general play and for a right-footed kicker outstanding you know so i thought his control of the game is a whole different package of trouble to mawanga um I thought the All Blacks defense was outstanding, as you heard the ref, the commentators say. I thought their ability to play to the ref was far, far better at the contact and the breakdown than the Wallabies. So the ref was very intent on pinging the ball carrier for not releasing and not allowing contesting over the ball, particularly which is... The, well, particularly in the first half. The, the, the Wallabies adapted well to it in the second half, but yeah, particularly in the first half. Yeah. Yes, but what he was allowing it was his interpretation. He, he, I'm not saying he didn't, he did it unequally on both sides. But what he was allowing was the tackle player on the ground was getting away with while lying on the ground. He was having a hand on the ball, lying on the ground. He would have one hand on the ball and just slow the ball for between a second or two seconds, and. And then he would say release, right? And then, then the guy would. But there was just one hand. And what the what the All Blacks were doing really well was in the tackle, going to ground, and they were quite dominant in the tackles as well. They were stronger in the tackles generally, especially among the forwards. They would go to ground. They have a hand on the ball. You know, they tackle. They get one hand on the ball, hold it one, and off. And the the Wallabies were not doing that. They weren't slowing down the All Black ball in the same way. I mean that's that's really good play. Um, who else to commend? Um, yeah, I think Rico on the wing was. Those are the ones that really stand for me. Havili was very good as well, very yeah. very good, right? Um, but, but I mean, so, so was Karevi who came back in his, in his, in his first game. I'm oh, sorry, I'm just talking All Blacks yeah. from the Wallabies. From the Wallabies, Karevi is absolutely world class. And Michael Hooper, you you know, if you saw the interview that he gave, his face just bore the scars of where he takes his body for the for his team and his country. And he is the only truly world class player that they have among their forwards. Um, and I really feel for him. I really do because um, he's up the creek without a paddle because his type five is just nowhere. So, um, and we've got to, and also got to remember that, that, type, that, that type five, apart from a couple of the props, is also extremely inexperienced with all with less than 10 caps. So, I mean, yeah. it is, it, it's something, yeah, it is, it, it, is, is, what um, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. um, but you know, this is how it's been for 20 years since probably 03, 05, maybe. Um, that's at least 15 years at the Wallabies, you know, it's. Just one thing that just they just don't have forwards, world class forwards. Uh, oh, they, they, do, but they tend to be playing overseas. Sorry, they do, but they tend to be playing overseas in players like Will Skelton is now a very good player. 
Um, where I mean, uh, Rory Arland, Arnold was very good, but unfortunately, yeah. So it's yeah, it's a problem of, of, of retention of players long enough that they when they get the experience they stay there, but they keep losing them. So the the, the change in sign to to select some of the overseas players uh, mm -hmm. like Freddie who's in Japan. Uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. Well, it's just if you look across the entire um, Wallaby forward pack, mm -hmm. across all of them that they have, you would only pick Hooper in into the the All Black uh, squad, wider squad. You would only pick Hooper into the Springbok wider squad. And when you look at that, there's such a difference between the two uh, forward packs. Uh, rugby is one, and it is lost in the tight five. Yep. Right? So, so the two top tight five um, countries over the last hundred years are the All Blacks and the Springboks, and the All Blacks have a better backline, and they've been the world's best. You know, so, but you, if you cannot have parity in the forwards, then yep. you're going to have a situation where you play for 20 minutes against 14 men and they refuse to kick the ball to you and they just keep the ball, but they have such, so much better forwards that they end up at the end of the 20 minutes, one man down with, with five more points than you. So, uh, you they increase the, the lead by another five. I mean, that just shows you how poor the Wallabies actually are. Cattle wise, um, I, I think Rennie really messed up. I think he needed to pull that youngster early doors at 10. Um, I, I, I see why you don't want to destroy him going forward, you don't want to destroy, but he needed to be pulled, right? It yeah, wasn't, and the, the problem is that's the second game on the trot. We've seen that from him as well, yeah. Uh, we, we saw the same thing at Eden Park. So yeah, it, it's uh, he needed to have he needed to have the right conversation with him ahead of time uh, about how they uh, about how if he was struggling he'd get him out of there, and yeah he didn't. Now Reese Hodge isn't a full time ten, but they look better with him there than than without. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have to talk about Jordy Barrett. Yep. Right. We've had, you know, we've had a long discussion on our, our thread uh, amongst us and some disagreements about it. I just want to say this, as a rugby player, including a current rugby player, what he did is stupid. If you do that in a club rugby game in New Zealand, Australia, England, doesn't matter, you do that, your own team, and your own captain is going to take you aside and say, excuse me, where is your mind? That is unbelievably stupid. I cannot remember seeing a player, a fullback or a wing, receiving a ball, going up with the knee up like this, which is what they do, mm -hmm. completely acceptable, jump up with the knee out in front, right, to protect yourself. And then while they're up in the air, let me just open my my. You know, let me just. Look, I think the the, the red card was um, absolutely the, the correct decision, um, but I do think that he did that to try. Uh, it was a balancing issue. I think he, I think he was over rotating, and he did that to try and stop it. So he came down straight. Now, should he do it? No, he shouldn't. He needs to get his technique right. It was, it, but um, so yes. I, 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 
is not club rugby at the park. This is at the highest level, right? I'm telling you now, there are certain things that rugby players that that are considered beyond the pale, right? No, no, Kicking no, no, somebody no. in the head. It was biting, it's fine. But yeah. biting, eye gouging, foot up, studs at head high is a complete no-no. If you are over-rotating and you want to do that, well, then turn. If you are going over backwards, turn this way, right, in the air. The point is you cannot lift your, your foot up like that, right? It is stupid. And the whole thing that in the lead-up to this game, Jordy Barrett was getting his shot at this position, mm -hmm. and they were looking, they said, for how calm he would be and how good his decision-making was, unlike what we saw under pressure against the Springboks two years ago or three years ago when he gifted a try, quick line-out throws, not making calm decisions. And that is exactly what they were looking for him to avoid. It was absolutely just, I just, yeah, and it is exactly the kind of thing that needs to be addressed very visibly and very noticeably so that any mothers that see that know that that is completely unacceptable. And yeah, that no, no, there's... Totally agree. Yeah, let's move, move, move on from it now. But then, yeah, that's the, to, to, yeah, the right call, uh, and, he, and, he, and he shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you for joining me, John. I think that's the thing we covered most of the, the, most of the bits off, or the key points off there um, from that. Um, oh, one oh, thing. On the the coaching, the all-black coaching was outstanding when they went down to 14 with no fullback they completely changed their game plan they knew exactly what to do they obviously had been drilled for that scenario right down to the point of when you lose a fullback with this new with the new rules and suddenly even on their own 22 they refused to kick the ball so you would think first thought we're under pressure no fullback hoof the ball right let's get out of here because we're one man down. No, they kept the ball. They trusted their forward superiority to hold the ball. And by doing that, by not kicking the ball to the opposition, even at the other end of the field, they didn't allow Australia to expose the fact that without a fullback behind their defensive line, there would always be a hole because there's no fullback here. So if they kick the ball to Australia and they come up to defend, Australia has the ball here. It's a bit difficult on the, on the camera and then can control the point of attack, and there's always a hole. So they never gave Australia the ball. And, and, the, and, even, and even when they had the defensive scrum, they, they they trusted their pack to go down to six, sorry, down to seven, and put um, uh, Kiriwani or, or, or Ardis Fair, I can't which one it was, into the back, in, in, in the backfield with, with the backs. So, yeah, absolutely. You, know, they, they, you say very well drilled, knew exactly what to do. There was no panicking. Uh, yeah. And they, so you're seeing a whole bunch of... Players with increased depth just put Australia to the sword, including, due to stupid decision, playing for 20 minutes with 14 men. A superb – you're starting to see this, the, the decisions and the, and the coaching. And, you, I mean, will, will the All Blacks get credit for not only how well they were coached, will the coaching staff get credit for the turnaround in Akira Yuani? Um, it's these are not popular things in New Zealand. Those of you who are listening, you 
in New Zealand know what I'm talking about, those who, who aren't. It's a popular um, line of discussion to disparage Ian Foster as a coach. Um, it's um, it's a, a it's not popular to say that he's doing a good job. It's not popular to say that he's lost um, a group of players that left at the end of this last cycle and the previous cycle that were as good as the world has ever seen and that he's actually doing a great job. It's not popular to say that. So um, it's not popular also to say that that uh, Bowden Barrett is is the more dangerous number 10. And these are not popular discussion points. There's a, a thread here. So I thought that those things were evidenced in this game. Um, but then, you know, I speak as, as a semi, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A semi-detached. That sounds like something in... in it sounds like something in Knightbridge, Knightsbridge, property in the UK. Um, yeah, upper whopping. Yeah. The uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with you. Yes, the, yeah, the, the Ian Foster won't get credit for it, but he should do, as you say, on those points. Um, the uh, not sure, yeah, is is uh, Ian Foster stepping out from from Hanson's shadow uh, in ways doing things? Um, I'm not sure about that, but uh, I, I do think that. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, he won't get credit for tonight. But as you say, yeah, good, good, good coaching performance from him. Not just in this game, but as you say, also with development of players like Kiriwani uh, on uh, on that one. Um, the uh, and we've got, we're off the back now of a record win over the Wallabies last week in Eden Park, and this was a comfortable win, eighteen and a half time. Never looked like losing it, but as you say he probably won't get the he won't get the rec he won't get the credit. The players will. When things don't go right, you'll get the yeah uh, get the blame, not the players. So yeah, it, it, unfortunately, that's the way that uh, it's going to be for him, and he's got to have to live with that. And I think that the what, the All Blacks may have found their twelve. <laughs> yeah, yep. I think in David Havili, they found um, the twelve that they've been looking for since Ma Nanu left. Um, as much oh, as I enjoy George, George uh, uh, not George Bridge, um, he's the one who's out, um, plays it's for Jack Cancer. Goodhue. What's it? Good you. Yeah. I think that in Havili, they have a, they just, they have somebody who just has, he just has something, you know, um, above and beyond. I think, so, I think you're being a bit harsh on Ryan Crotty, who kind of was sat there in that role, filled that role in the gap in the interim. After Marnonu left, but uh, but yeah, I agree, agree with what you say. That, yeah, no, Crotty, I'm not saying Crotty was a bad player, but oh, he yeah. didn't have that thing that not Marnonu had. Also, his he, he was he wasn't the head case that Marnonu was, but but um, but that special athletic something, um, and it looks like Havili he's got it. You know, um, he looks completely at in the right place, unflustered, right decisions, just, yeah, the, uh, it's looking good for that back line, I think, yep. outside of who they play at 10. The, uh, so, yeah, so, look, so it looks, uh, look, looks like that. Yeah, it looks like there's a bit of a logjam of players trying to play 13. And uh, this is all before Roger Tui-Offshek comes in as well and, uh, and, ups, and, uh, and uh, displaces a player somewhere. But anyway... 
that's all from the uh, from the game this evening, folks. Thank you, John, for joining me. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week when we have the Wallabies taking on the Springboks and the Pumas taking on the All Blacks. Um, and we'll be doing post-match reactions to both of those games as well. Uh, it might be a bit of a rush on between the games for the first one, but we will uh, endeavour to get through it as well. So thank you, John. And thank everyone who's joined us. Great to be with you. It was so great to see daytime rugby. And, and hopefully we'll get a, a daytime game next week as well. Yeah, good stuff, man. It was it was good. It was fun to watch, fun game to watch. Very good game, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.